Welcome to the Garden Church Podcast. The following message was previously recorded at the Garden Church in downtown Long Beach, California. Okay, are you guys uh, about ready to get going? Okay. I don't know how long we'll all last here in the, in the, uh, in the Sahara. So... Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, um, my plan, though, would be to work at about an hour, about an hour, and then if there's some questions or comments, uh, we'll take those uh, just to close off this this time. I want to give some space at the end for you guys to give us uh, some feedback on ways to. Um, um, improve what we did here if we do this again or some version of this again um, or, or parts of it just you know uh, help us uh, this is the first time out of the box for this for, for me in this kind of a context I do this obviously all the time in school but then I they, they pay to show up and, and, and so on uh, so um, we just want to find some ways to continue to resource our congregation our community for you know, for, for soul care and what we're, what we're trying to do. But there were a couple of topics uh, that we wanted to come back around on from last time, uh, specifically um, forgiveness and things associated with that. So we'll, we'll circle back around on that uh, tonight and uh, just to, to talk about what that, what that means and what that entails. Uh, it, it's, uh, and then uh, we'll give some thought to next steps and evaluation, that kind of stuff, okay? Um, but also, if there's some questions that uh, arose in the, uh, in the interim since last month or whatever else that we've talked about, all right? So let's begin with prayer, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump in. Thanks, Lord, for the chance that we have to talk about things that matter, uh, because we're talking about people and caring for them, and people matter to you. Uh, I pray that you will help us, even in our conversation tonight, to do good work, uh, to do it well. Uh, and Lord, we pray that you would be glorified in this time that we spend together tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so just to kind of frame any, any questions or whatever that may have arisen out of uh, conversations or thoughts uh, from the last couple of times before we start to dig into content for tonight. I don't want to prolong it, but I want to. Cool. All right. So let's let's dig in and uh, talk about uh, the the issues. I want to talk about forgiving and being forgiven. So first of all, to talk about forgiveness, um, forgiveness is not a way to get other people to change their behavior. Forgiveness is a way to release you from the harm that has been done to you by somebody. So it's less about fixing or addressing or changing somebody's behavior through uh, aggressive forgiveness, you know, and more about how do we walk people through the release of, of um, themselves from the pain that somebody else has caused them so that they can deal with their pain on their own. Does that make sense? Um, so the, 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 first, um, and the, the, the first thing that we want to say is that, that I want to say is that um, 
forgiveness is such a popular kind of Christian thing, but we tend not to do it very well. Uh, we forgive with remainder, right? Uh, we forgive uh, uh, too easily. Uh, we forgive things that don't need to be forgiven. Uh, that we just need to grow up and get over. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So, so forgiveness, uh, properly understood, requires some kind of betrayal, some kind of uh, of, uh, of, a, of a, a violation of trust, um, uh, and uh, a, a relationship that has gone. Uh, gone sideways or gone bad, and um, uh, the the other, hi guys, yep. Uh, the other thing that we tend to do with forgiveness uh, is assume that it always means the resumption of the relationship, uh, and it doesn't always mean that. But there are certain relationships in the family of Christ, for example, in the church, in marriage, uh, parenting that it, it assumes a desire to work towards uh, reconciliation. So, so we don't have the luxury in, in the Christian community, generally speaking, of forgiving without doing the hard work of rebuilding, regaining, doing the hard work of restoration of relationship. Right? Uh, so that said... Uh, there are four basic stages. This comes from work uh, that um, Lewis Smeads uh, did. Uh, he was my professor of ethics at, uh, at uh, Fuller Seminary. Wrote a book, two books on forgiveness. One called The Art of Forgiving. The other called uh, Forgive and Forget. Um, he was working on those while lecturing. So this is where a lot of that content initially comes from. And then I've uh, developed a bit, bit and pieces on that. His last name is spelled S-M-E-D-E-S. Lewis Smeeds, a good Dutch name. Um, so, and, and, and uh, the first thing he said, when, 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 when you have, when a vi- boundary has been violated, when a relationship's been broken, when trust, somebody has had an affair or somebody has spoken a gossip or somebody has disappointed you or hurt your feelings or or whatever, um, uh, the first thing you want to lean into is the pain. Uh, and and the, part of the struggle with forgiving is how hard it is. So we tend to forget, forgive too easily and too incompletely, so we end up having to come back around and around and around again. Um, and the, part of the reason we don't like to do the hard work of forgiveness is because uh, we don't like to feel the pain uh, of that betrayal. Uh, but if, if there is no pain, then there is no need for forgiveness. So the question then is, we invite the Holy Spirit into this, we invite Jesus into this, we invite this, this exploration of the Spirit, and the first kind of sets of questions we want to play with is, what, where does it hurt? What is the, what's the real content of this pain? Uh, and, and how much of it is related to the event itself and how much of it is related or to the person themselves and how much of it is related to stuff that got triggered, right? Because if we don't forgive mom and dad, if we don't forgive a previous friend who has done this to us before, say, 
then when the new thing comes up, that pain will simply build on the previous pain, right? So forgiveness, uh, uh, we want to say how much of this is related to this event and this person and how much of this really is from somebody else at some other time that I haven't really had a chance to process through. For example, a lot of stuff that we work with in anger, uh, we feel dismissed, we feel set aside, we feel marginalized, whatever. And so when, when a boss does that or a husband or wife does that or one of our kids does it or a, a friend at church does it, we feel dismissed, we react to them, but the real problem is still with the original sense of dismissal that we had when we were 9 or 10 or 11 or 12 or, or, or whatever. And because we haven't processed that one, we overreact to this one. So we want to get inside that pain and say, what in the world's going on here? What are the contours of it? I like to, when I'm walking with people through this, I like to say, have people describe their, the texture. What does the pain that you're experiencing feel like? Is it rough and scratchy? Is it ice cold? Is it sharp and prickly? Uh, you, you will probably... And, and the reason is when you start to articulate and lean into pain, you discover you have two things. One is you have capacity for it, whereas before it felt bigger than you were capable of. And the second, you discover that you're bigger than your pain. In other words, pain doesn't have the final word. The betrayal doesn't have the final word. The, the, it's your pain. You, you want to get inside it. You want to orient yourself to it. We're built for pain. It's the primary way that we have chosen since Genesis 3. Uh, so let's get inside it. Let's explore it. Let's kind of poke around in there. Let's let it hurt. That sounds horrible to say, but we're inviting the Spirit, we're inviting Jesus to be with us in this, and He knows how to absorb pain. So He can teach us this. It's one of the reasons, again, why we don't like to forgive, right? Because the first stage is to own this, the pain. And, and uh, that, I don't like, like that. But again, we've said this over and over again, the pain that you run from gets bigger. The further away from it, the bigger the pain is. The more you turn and head towards the pain, the smaller the pain gets. The bigger you get. And the more capable you realize that, that you are, have capacity and competence for this pain. Uh, you'll come to the place where it doesn't hurt the same way anymore. Where it has moved to a dull ache. Where it's not so sharp. Where it's not so... Pressing, where you don't get this surge of, 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 of emotion, of anger, uh, and then it's time to move on to the other. And it, it, when I say time, this isn't, okay, we've got to get this done really well first. It, these all, are, all overlap. It's kind of messy, right? But then the second piece is, uh, what are the emotions that come out of leaning into that pain? So typically that's anger or hatred. What are the feelings that this comes out of. Uh, and I want, to, I want them to do the same thing. I'm going to invite Jesus into this and I'm going to ask Him to teach me how, uh, how this works. I'm going to pray my anger. I'm going to pray my pain. I'm going to talk to God about it. I'm not going to pretend I don't feel it because it's not the Christian thing to feel. 
If you feel something, it doesn't matter whether it's the Christian thing to feel or not. You feel it. So now let's deal with what we're actually feeling and then move towards health and wholeness. Does that, does that make sense? And again, this is not often something that we feel comfortable with Either. We don't like feeling things towards other people. We don't like hating other people, especially people that we love. Is it possible to love and hate somebody at the same time? Yes. Those are not mutually exclusive categories. The opposite of love is not hate. In fact, hate is a form of love. It's a form of connection. The opposite of love is indifference, where we just don't care about another person where they could just disappear and we will allow them to disappear. That's indifference and that's a problem, right? Remember that a lot of our indifference is about self-protection. I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to... Whatever, but that's not the same thing as forgiveness. Do, do, do you see? Um, so, what's the pain that I feel? Invite the Holy Spirit in it. What's the... What's the um, uh, 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 response to that emotional response to that uh, what's the content of my anger where did the, what was the boundary that got violated uh, why did I anticipate how much of it was was a, a, a real legitimate misunderstanding right uh, miscommunication how much of it was about me how much of it was about them uh, it, almost inevitably there's in, in terms of the, the majority of things there's bits and pieces right it's not to blame the victim, right? But it is to say, are there parts in there that I could have done, should have done differently? Could I have responded in another way? So I want to own that story. Uh, but I was hurt. So what was the nature of that hurt? Was it an expectation that I had that was disappointed? Well, then I want to say, well, was the expectation reasonable? Did I communicate that expectation? Did they have any way to know what I expected of them? Say. Do, do, do you see? Um, so those kinds of things. It doesn't mitigate the betrayal. It doesn't mitigate the pain. That's why we do that part first. But now that we have gotten past the blinding pain piece, we can start to say, what's really going on in there? Yeah. Yeah, so we're inviting Jesus into that and, and um, we have to really sort out whether it is in fact reasonable. So just because it's reasonable to me may not mean that it's reasonable in a pattern of relationships. And, but then the second piece is, how did I communicate that? Um, and, and at some point, we may have to have a conversation with the person who hurt us if we're able to. Sometimes we can't. We'll talk about forgiving people on that side. But to say, we, we, we need to look in the mirror and say, this was my expecta expectation. How did they know that? You know, uh, did I communicate that with them? Um, even if they knew it and I communicated that to them. Was it still reasonable? Right? 
and you can do a do a. That's why that ruthless inventory is critical with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know uh, that we want to give it, 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 grace and forgiveness and so on in the in the in the context. Does that make sense? Okay. Then the third piece, and this is where the hard work of forgiveness after the first parts of the hard work really begin. And there's all kinds of ways of doing this, but it's a three-stage release. First of all, I'm releasing the person from the pain they caused me. So it's a, it's a, it's a forensic deal because the reason I try and use that language is that if I don't do that, then every time I think of that person, I think of them with pain. And I want to do whatever I can to let them be a whole person independent of the pain they've caused me, both so I can deal with the pain and so that I can deal with the person. But if I can't disconnect them, if I can't disconnect my mom from the pain that she caused me in her abandonment or whatever, then I will never be able to think of my mom as anything other than pain in a painful way. I want to own and deal with that. And sometimes you have to do a title deed. I hereby release, you know, uh, that. The second one is to release the person to Jesus. And this is, obviously, you can see these three things kind of go together, right? You can't do the first without doing the second. Uh, but I want to say this person has hurt me, but I'm going to give them over to Jesus. I'm happy to tell Jesus what I think he ought to do to them. You know, like David does in the Psalms, uh, Jesus, you know, take this under advisement, you know, as a, a friend of the court, I think it's important that you know how much pain this was or that or the other, uh, but um, uh, we release them to Jesus. In other words, we give him permission, who is the only righteous judge, to do to them what, what ought be done given what they have done to us. This is where the, the, the fear of forgiveness comes in. We don't want them to be forgiven by God. We want them, if, we, if the pain is deep enough and profound enough, if the violation is deep enough, we don't want Jesus to forgive them. Right? Uh, we, we, want them we want them to pay for what they did to us. And, and we're afraid that Jesus is going to let him off the hook. And we're afraid of that because he's let us off the hook. So we know what kind of a character he is. And we don't want to do that. So this is why the parables that Jesus tells us about forgiveness are so important. The, you owed the king a half a million dollars. Your friend owed you five bucks. The king has forgiven your debt. That's the nature of the correlation. So, if you can't forgive your friend the five-buck debt that he owed you, you clearly haven't gotten the nature of the forgiveness you have received. You know, and he tells that story multiple times in multiple ways. So, so this is why we have to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Can I trust Jesus with this person? And will I? Uh, he has to deal with them. I give up my right to correct them. And that's the third stage. I release myself from the um, right to make them pay or from revenge or whatever language you want to use. 
Okay, questions or comments on any of that? Yes, sir. I, I, it, for me, it works that way. But those three—they're an, inter, an, an interweaving dance, and it kind of happens all at, all together. Um, what I've done for myself and at the church I I was at in Glendora, we built a prayer garden, and as part of that prayer garden, we had a small um, uh, a chim, chimmer chimmer rea, a little oven. Right, that 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 we used as, and we would write out our forgiveness. We would write out a release. I re, I hereby release so and so from the pain they've caused me, and fill in fill in the blanks. And then we put it in there and set it on fire as a as a way of of praying it, offering it up as as prayer. Now you may have to do that repetitively until you can walk away and not go back and pick it up and carry it with. Right? We may have to work through the cycles of forgiveness again. You probably have noticed that when you have been deeply wounded or hurt by somebody, you have to come back again and again because even though you forgive layers of pain, there's still layers underneath. Like Lewis, C.S. Lewis, for example, talks as he approaches his 60th birthday. In his journal, he notes that he has finally forgiven the headmaster who abused him when he was 13. 60. You, you keep leaning into it. You keep leaning into it. You keep leaning into it. Why? Because we want to become the kinds of people that God can trust to empower to do whatever we want. And if I haven't released people who have hurt me, what am I going to do when I get power? I'm going to use it to make them pay. That tells me that I'm not ready for prime time yet. Because if God doesn't use His power that way, I can't use mine that way. Yeah. It's very challenging, and that's why the other two steps, I think, that's why there's this relentless dance that we have to do. Almost, almost, and this is why, for me, almost always it involves a mechanical process with paper and writing out and, and washing my hands sometimes, just some very mechanical ways of working, of, of working through that. And you're right, it is very, very challenging. No, that's really important. Thank you for, for bringing that. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Yep. That's going to be stage four, because we'll have to work through that. Uh, but one of the things that we want to try to do is do what God has done with us. Uh, well, what God has done with us is for, He can't forget our sin. So, it, it, what He does is remember it no more. Do you feel the shift? 
No. The, the forget means I, 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 it, it doesn't... Re, but for, remember it no more means when I see you, I don't bring that to mind and let that affect my relationship with you. So I'm going to choose to treat you in a way other than the person who hurt me. Uh, now, the, third, the fourth stage will say, is this relationship of such a kind that in the renegotiation, because you'll notice number four there is renegotiation of the relationship. What, what is this going to look like going forward? Do I give you permission to hurt me again? Well, possibly. Possibly. I might do that because I want to become the kind of person who can, who can be slapped and not retaliate. I may, I may not do that, but I, 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 and, and if you don't own responsibility for what you have done, well, then I need to think through that. But at this stage of the game, I want to be willing, especially in those kind of relationships of friendships or in the church community, the body of Christ, I want to say I want to do everything I can to, 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 to renegotiate and to rework our relationship. It's not going to be what it was we're probably going to have a relationship that walks with a limp for a little bit. Um, and, but, that's, but I am going to lean in. And here's where the hard part comes. It is always the forgiver who leans in. The one who has been forgiven does, can't lean in. It's the one who was hurt in a friendship. The one who is hurt in a, in, a, in a betrayal of some kind, that's the one who has cho- will choose to, to re-engage and so on. Uh, and, and that's where the, the challenge com, com, comes in. And it might be that, that I don't trust her the same way that I may have. It may be that I have given up my reasonable expectation that she should be to me an appropriate mother. She doesn't have capacity for that. So, so uh, okay, that's, that sucks. But there it is. I'm going to not live as if it weren't true. Forgive in, forgive yeah. E, yeah. Yeah, and, and there, see, often what you find in real forgiveness is that it has to go both ways. Because often the, it, it, we want to blame everybody else. We want to blame the other, right? 
And by the way, as soon as you hear that language of blaming, you'll know the nature of the kinds of relationships you have are Genesis 3 relationships, right? Not, gener- not, not the, the kinds of relationships we're built for this side of the cross. Because blaming isn't part of our dialogue. However, assuming a pure case, the one who, who has been forgiven needs to, to, to allow themselves to be forgiven. And to res- but that means accepting some level of responsibility for the break in the relationship, which they may not be capable of doing. Or not. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know how that works. <laughs> not very well, yeah. Not very well. None of us are really good at seeing what's in the mirror. So retraining, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's the key, right? To treat them out of who you are in Christ, not out of who they are. So the, the way God treats us is out of His character, not out of our character. This is what I want to learn to try to learn into. I, I want to be someone who loves. And it's very, very challenging, very difficult. Right? But do you, can you think of a better way? Jesus couldn't. So this is why he's asking us to do this. So if you can think of one, I'm sure he'd be happy for the... <laughs> right? So here we are, you know. Here we are. Okay, um, the next uh, piece on this is um, uh, what does it mean to be forgiven? And this, this is, uh, there's a, a few things out on this recently that have been really helpful for me because, again, forgiving is hard, but being forgiven is also hard. How do we apologize authentically? How do we say with meaning, I'm sorry? And so uh, this is this is a kind of a four-stage process that accepts responsibility for what I've done in hurting people, uh, even if I don't think it was all that big a deal. That's probably more my self-protection than it is reality. So I want to own my um, my pain, that, but I also want to own the pain that I've caused them. So. So this is a four-stage process that says being forgiven starts with, with a rec- I'm sorry for, and in this I want to be specific. I want to show the person that I really understand how I've hurt them or what they're upset about. 
this is a challenging piece because this often requires us to sit down with someone and say, would you please tell me, how did I hurt you? Where did, where did that, and, and that's why that first stage of walking through the pain can be useful. What was this violation? I want to understand it. Not so that I can do it again, because, but I want to own it. And please notice, I want to own the specific behavior. I'm, I'm, it's not, I'm sorry for being mean, or I'm sorry that you had your feelings hurt. That's not authentic, right? What I want to say is, I'm sorry for saying nobody wants to be your friend. Right? Listen to the specifics of that. This, what I said is what hurt you, and I'm sorry that I said no one wants to be your friend. Do you see? I'm owning that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I hurt you or that you were hurt by something that I said. I want to know what it was. I'm sorry that I said that. Right? Now, in our own heart, we're saying, well, it was true. No one wants to be your friend. Yeah. But again, if it was misinterpreted, then we can work that out at the communicational level. Well, I may have to say, remember, re- remember back on, on our whole thing with communication, right? Who is responsible for your communication? No, you're not, unfortunately, because that's, that's what we do all the time, right? I'm sorry that you're such a bonehead that you couldn't understand plain English. I don't know how I could have made it clearer. I speak, I communicate with average content to, to multiple groups of people all the time, and most of the time, most of the people get it. You didn't. So what do you think the problem is here? Right, and instead I'm gonna I'm gonna own my stuff. I'm gonna take take my my story and make it my own. Right, uh, but then the next piece. I'm it was wrong because. So this is gonna take some more thinking, but it's really important. Uh, why is it wrong to hurt somebody's feelings if I know that I'm doing it, or even unintentionally? I don't want to do that because if I don't know that, it's probably gonna happen again. I want them to understand that I care about how they feel. Um, Sometimes people feel understood more. They want to feel understood more than they want an apology. They want you to acknowledge, they want me to acknowledge what it was that hurt them, even if they can't quite articulate it fully themselves. Uh, So, uh, this is it, it, so it was wrong because uh, this is wrong because I, I got caught or I got in trouble or whatever versus this is wrong because it hurt your feelings and made you feel bad. So we want to own that. Third thing is from now on, I will. How am I going to change? Um, in the future, wrong. I won't say that. No, in the future, I will keep unkind words in my own head. I don't need to say everything that I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. What I and I, maybe maybe this is wussy of me, but if there was a miscommunication, I'm going to take responsibility for that. I'm not going to insist on my being right. And so I want to sit down and I want to get as clear as I can where the miscommunication and then I'm going to take response. I'm sorry that I miscommunicated. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're yeah. No. Thanks. Yeah. We're probably not talking in the same category. Then we may need to have a different kind of conversation. It may need to be with somebody else. Yeah. 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 So you might need to say, find out what is it about us, do you think? Where where does this rub constantly come from? It much more conversational, dialogical, yeah. And again, because we're broken people dealing with other broken people, perfection is not within grasp here. We're going to get as close as we can, but and I want to be—I want to be leaning in. I've—I've I've got, I've had some relationships over the years that I just have recognized. There's just there's no there's no reconciliation. They want to be angry at me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's going to be the same kind of category. Yeah, yeah. And it may be as simply saying, you know what, I'm so sorry that I didn't understand that you expected me to do that. Um, I'm willing to own that on the other. Or to say you had no real right to expect me to do that. Then, then we're going to have a continuing conversation. Right. This isn't about rolling over. This is about what does it take to have an authentic relationship with somebody whom I've hurt. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is why in communication we just need grace upon grace upon grace and, and forgiveness just injected. You had a question or comment, Dan? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So this is assuming some level of relationship before. So I will say something like, you know, I know that you're very angry with me and that pains me. I don't want to hurt anybody intentionally. So when you're ready, I would love to have a conversation so that I don't do that to you again. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and I'm not I'm going to I'm not going to carry a torch for him. I'm not going to tie myself, you, you know, stake my foot to the ground. But at the same time, I, I, I really genuinely want a restored relationship. Not a whole lot that I can do. You guys, one of you. Huge. Yeah. No, we're not. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And again, you think about this and com- remember when we talked about communication, how, how if I am, if I am you know, speaking with a French person, I want to learn French. So I want to, as best I can, see if I can learn them well enough to communicate with greater clarity, assuming the relationship is meaningful and, and significant to us. I mean, as you guys probably know, in, in church communities, it is brutal when 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 Christians start taking out kneecapping other Christians on Facebook or in websites or in various various other things and there's almost no interest in dialogue we just want to yell at each other and then run away like children there's just not a whole lot of helpful response to that uh, except to say and, and this is an extreme case in community, but how can, how can I serve you? We may not agree on anything, but I, if I can find some ways to serve you, then I'm, I'm, I want to do that. Because I want to love you even if you don't like me. I want to love you even if we don't understand one another. Uh, and that's also, you know, difficult. But um, And then the final is uh, to ask the question, will you forgive me? This is important, I think. If we're going to restore relationship, I want to own what I've done. And I want to humble myself and ask for forgiveness. Um, I, I uh, have found in trying this out at various times and places that this is the hard part. Because this is where I finally lean in and, and say I, I get my stuff here. Uh, but just think about a, a, a classroom in which these steps were taken when kids hurt one another's feelings. Think about a church community which is supposed to model the kingdom of God in which we have a predisposition towards forgiveness and restoration and reconciliation. 
that will take a lot of hard work. It's much easier to cut and run. It's much easier to forgive and, 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 and head out the door. But the community that we're building requires us as, as much as we can. This is Paul's language. As much as lies within you, live at peace with everybody. Sometimes it doesn't... You, you, you just... Because you can't. They don't want to. Okay, well... But as much as lies within me, I'm going to make the effort. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to have the conversation. I'm going to keep trying to, 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 to have that conversation. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know? Uh, okay, so, so the next... Any, anything else on that one? Yeah, uh, so you, you, I mean, this is where the Matthew 18 things, if, you gotta, if you're aware that somebody's got something against you, you go to them. If you've got something against somebody, you go to them. We're, gonna, we're going to, we have to decide in this if we're going to play the role of the adversary, the accuser, the, the one who piles on, if we're going to play that role, or if we're going to play the role of the Redeemer. Are we going to be the ones that refuse to hear the gossip, that refuse to pile on, that refuse to get in on the act of kicking somebody when they're down or should be down or whatever. And I, I, I find myself wanting, even though I, it's very challenging, but I, I want to be the one who works on the side of redemption as much as I can. You know? Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, forgiving people who are hard to forgive, forgiving myself is huge in this. So, I've done something wrong. I've hurt somebody's feelings. I've uh, cheated in, in a relationship in some way. Um, and I, but I, 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 I want to work through, and for me, the same stage of, of those four psych stages is still is an important way to think through this. I want to release myself from the pain that I've caused. I want to let Jesus deal with me as He is going to. But I want to, uh, and, and I want to renegotiate relationship. I don't want to feel bad enough for long enough to pay the price for whatever it was that I did. And this is true in my relationship with God. It's true in my relationship with other people. If I've asked you to forgive me and you have said you forgive me, I'm going to assume and act like that is true. So I'm not going to hang my head every time I'm in conversation with you. I'm not going to pretend that uh, I still owe you something. I'm going to assume that what you said was true. And if in the course of our life together, that proves not to be true, we're going to have to have a second or third or fourth or fifteenth conversation. Uh, because we're going to have to circle back around on this. Wait a minute. Uh, I, I thought you forgive me, but you haven't spoken to me. You haven't returned my calls. What's, what's that about? Do we, do we want to renegotiate our relationship and decide that we really can't be close friends anymore? Because if we're going to do that, 
let's have that conversation. I'd rather hear that from you than, than intuit it because you're angry because I'm acting like you've forgiven me. Do, do, you, know, do you know what I mean? Um, and that, that may be a problem. There are, there are folks in my life that I don't want to talk to because I'm afraid of their reaction. So I'm letting them hold me prisoner. That's not good stewardship of my own life. Right? Uh, I want to be able to have the hard conversations if I, if I want some level of intimacy with a person. Uh, but the truth is, I'm a coward sometimes. You know? Uh, so forgiving self is an important piece. I want to pay attention to whether shame has worked itself into my self-concept. Because if it has, then that's, that's the piece that I want to uh, uh, work, work on. Uh, it sounds silly to use the language of forgiving God, um, but um, that's often the easiest way to process. You really didn't want that at all, did you? Took the whole thing. See, I thought I thought you were bringing him into your sinful, wicked ways. Yeah, okay. Uh, but do you, do you know what I mean? So, so, and 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 remember, God does nothing to deliberately hurt us. But we are sometimes hurt by what we see God having done or not done. Why didn't He heal my mom? Why didn't He uh, protect me when I was being raped? Why didn't He? Um, fill, in, fill, in, fill in the gap. And so whether the language of forgiveness is appropriate, the, the, the structures, kind of the process is still a, a helpful way to release God from the pain that, he, that we believe He has caused us. So I want to lean, lean into that. And then and the same thing with people who have died. People who I can't have the conversation with. Remember, forgiveness is not about fixing them. It's about release, partly at least releasing me. Uh, from. And so those cycles can, can be helpful. So like Lewis says, here he is 60 years later, uh, 50 years later, now finally having forgiven. Uh, but then what do we do with people who continue to inflict pain or who cannot or will not accept responsibility for what they've done? That's the challenge. And there we have to establish... I think it's appropriate for us, having become solid in who we are, to establish appropriate boundaries, to let people know this is not okay. We're not going to continue to do this. I don't want to be married to you like this. So our marriage may persist, our relationship may persist, but it will be different because I'm, I'm not going to allow you to continue to speak lies to me like this. Um, and, and, and that is, an appropriate, I think, an appropriate way. Of, I'm not punishing you. I'm not trying to... But I am trying to say, this is where I end and you begin. And so we're going to be adults about this, or at least one of us will. You don't say that part. Um, but we want to have that, 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 that honest understanding of, of next. Questions on any of that? Okay, so um, 
we have been in this, this is our, our ninth hour on this, our ninth conversation, soul care. Uh, and, I'm, uh, and I'd like to take a few minutes and ask you to think uh, 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 just kind of for a couple of minutes. What are the implications of this kind of year-long conversation for you? What, what does it call you to? What does it challenge you with? What, is, what are you invited into in this? What might be some next steps for you in terms of how have you maybe begun to see this affect how you orient yourself to other people or folks in, in, in the community or relationships? Does that make sense? Um, just, uh, I don't know, just take a couple of minutes and think through that a little bit. Uh, and then if you want to share, we can do that. Hmm, hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. The damage, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, good. Anybody else? Just some basic uh, reflections, implications for you.
Yeah. Yeah. And to know, I guess, that we're kind of, we're all beginners in this. You know, we're all, we, we ought all be slack-jawed at the mystery of the person who sits beside us. And not assume anything. Yeah. Anybody else? think the piece that... that uh, Pete and Darren and I kind of hoped that we would start to see would be a shifting of vocabulary, a, a way of language for our community uh, to, to recognize that soul care is a form of discipleship, of growing to Christ-likeness, of helping people and, and ourselves becoming more like Christ. So it's kind of my way of thinking about this, that everybody should be discipling somebody, which is to say, not being the authority walking with them, right? Uh, and, and helping them to emerge. It's not about solving problems necessarily. Sometimes it's letting people sit with their problems and, and, and empower them to kind of deal with their stuff rather than constantly looking for solution to fix. Um, so, so those pieces are... Are important, are important. And then as we think through strategies for implementation, we want to consider, okay, how can I be kind of intentional in, in like, I don't know if all of you had a chance to sit with the Larry Crabb book, The, the Soul Talk. If you, if you haven't, that would be worthwhile. We can't have soul talk kind of conversations with everybody. Most of us have not the capacity for that. But like Louisa suggested, there are folks with whom Perhaps that would be important and, and, and valuable. So can we, can we invite the Spirit to give us capacity to notice when those relationships are right in front of us? Maybe husbands and wives, maybe friendships, you know, people that we can take to the next level, somebody in our community group. Um, you know, something that would give us a little bit, get a bit more of a of a push in in um, into into depth and growth. Yeah. Any? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Well, that gives us a sense that we're actually doing something. Yep, exactly. Yep, even though it works, it feels wasteful. And the other doesn't work, but we have a sense of accomplishment. So it's like, you know, we can't be lost because we're right here. And we're making great time. I don't know where we're going, but it's like... No, 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 no. The purpose is to actually help people become more like Christ. What we're doing isn't working. This works. You know, takes a long time. But remember, Jesus walked with people for three years whom he had the power on day one to make straighten up and fly right. And he didn't. Right. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly right. It just does. Yeah. Well, remember, again, how we've defined spiritual direction is to listen people into their own lives. That's what we're doing. Yes. Yes. Yep. Good. So as we uh, uh, draw a conclusion here, I've just got two or three feedback questions um, that would be helpful for me uh, about whether or if we should do something like this again. And if we do, how we should change it, if we should change it. Um, maybe there were some things that you would hope we would get around to discussing but never did, uh, or some books that were particularly helpful that you want to make sure that we maybe continue on, either expanded or covered, whatever. Uh, so we'll just take a few minutes and, and uh, any input that you've got for, for Pete and I uh, as we think through where we're going next on some of these things. Yeah, uh, I think it was just trying to be respectable of people's schedules and calendars and my own as well uh, in terms of availability. Uh, and and uh, I think we knew going in that we would have drop-off, not unexpected, that always happens. Uh, uh, so I think that was, the, that was the kind of the logic on it. Other options that we're exploring for things going forward would be... Uh, 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 seminar workshop type things on a Saturday 
from 10 to 3 or something, include lunch and just hit, hit it hard and, you know, do some chunks, chunks of it um, as, a, as a possible way rather than do uh, evenings and, or, you know, but we'll see. It's good. Thank you. Family systems. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. The other piece that I thought about afterwards that maybe would have been good to include that maybe would work as well in a seminar is, uh, uh, and I've hinted at it before, but uh, uh, I do, do, used to do something called crazy making families. How, how do you, what, what parents do that make for crazy kids? Uh, and, and just think through building on the family systems uh, piece. So that might be a, a helpful for some of our parents uh, as well. Nice. 
Stuff is, yeah, for sure, for sure. Good. Welcome. It's been fun. Well, I mean, this is my community. I, you know, even though Jude and I are not able to plug in as much as we want, as much as I think would be good for us, frankly, and especially for her, when we left uh, Foothill, she lost her place uh, as a pastor's wife. And so it's been a, a real journey for us over the last five or six years, seven years. And uh, now to start to think, okay, what does this look like? And distance is hard and whatnot. So, but this is our home. So, yeah, yeah. That's what I keep telling her. But yeah. Hmm. That's an idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Could play with yeah. If there's other feedback, let us know. Let's pray. Thanks, Jesus, for the partnership that we have. Thank you for um, the, the ways that you are, are, are sowing seed into the garden. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would water it with your Holy Spirit, that it would grow to produce a harvest of righteousness. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Garden Church Podcast. For more information about the Garden Church, visit thegardenlb.org.